Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And that change in audio quality can only mean one thing. We're in lockdown again, baby! Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yes, Yay! Uh, yes, so here in Perth, WA, uh, had a little bit of a COVID whoopsie with the Delta strain. Um, so the state of WA, actually not the state, just the Perth and Peel region, are currently in lockdown. But that doesn't mean we can't watch films. In fact, it's highly encouraged. Uh, we are watching a film which is not only turning 25 years old, but has a sequel coming out very soon it is of course the 1996 uh, basketball classic space jam so uh join, joining me in the slam we have as always two people uh who are our guests someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not our guest who has not seen the film it's ryan hunt hello how are we going i'm pretty good ryan uh for the folks at home ryan because uh, it, it's been a couple of weeks since you're on uh, who are you buddy and what do you do uh, I'm almost like a resident hasn't seen it bloke at this stage. It's my third uh, third time on the show. Uh, I have not seen Space Jam and um, uh, uh, local artist artiste in uh, the Perth region. I do a bit bit of tinkling on the old uh, music for some improv shows and uh, uh, a bit of writing here and there. And I'm also a student speech pathologist. Uh, so that's what I got going. The side hustle. I'm not sure which one's the side hustle at this stage, but time will tell. <laughs> Excellent. And you have not seen Space Jam. That's correct. I am. Um, yeah, I have just since we've logged onto Zoom, I'm looking at some really creative Zoom backgrounds and that's refreshed my memory, like gave me the smallest bit of context where I have seen cartoon meets reality and not in the live action Disney quality <laughs> sense per se. Uh, yeah. So I have very little understanding, except now I'm thinking basketball and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I don't have yet. Yeah. That's like, that's it pretty much. Well, that that is pretty much it. I mean, I, I don't know, <laughs> I, not to oh, denigrate the film before we've watched it, but my memories of this are all very much wrapped up in as a child. Um, but I can't imagine that the pitch meeting was much more than basketball, Bugs Bunny. Sure, let's do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So so what are you expecting then, aside from uh, cartoons and, um, and a bit of b-ball? Oh. Look, some family fun, um, <laughs> some uh, some G or PG kind of content. I actually thought that there would be more space, but now I'm having some really, um, uh, I don't know, maybe there is, but I'm starting to think that it's more basketball in the space now that I've had like memory jog of seeing like Bugs Bunny playing basketball. Mm. But maybe it's like, get into space. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I have, yeah, really, uh, yeah. Um, it should be fun, uh, and I vaguely remember, like, from seeing just the image, like, still images or maybe a GIF or something, uh, that it's not the greatest blending of uh, of the two medias in terms of cartoon. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but it certainly didn't make my, my brain very happy to look at. I'm okay. sorry if that's wrong. That's <laughs> uh, okay. We'll, we'll we'll find out if it's if it's them or if it's you very shortly. Uh, luckily, joining us, we have someone who has seen the film, uh, and it is Georgia Smith. Everybody, hello. Hey, Georgia. Yeah. Um, how how are you doing, G? I'm all right. Good. And uh, just for the excited folks... to watch Space Jam again. Yeah, and for for the folks at home, uh, what do you do uh, when you're not watching Space Jam, Georgia? 
Um, I mean, it's only like I do watch Space Jam at least at once every five years. So pretty often I am just watching Space Jam. Uh, but the rest of my time, I'm a stage manager around the traps. Mm. That's basically it. Yes. Yeah, and a uh, bit of an admin assistant here and there. Yes. And uh, the, the little lockdown we're in at the moment, uh, treating you well? Yeah, I love doing Zoom readings online. <laughs> done a lot of them. My evenings are Zoom rehearsals for a show that we hope we can get back in the room and on stage in a couple of weeks. But we're just waiting to hear what Daddy Mark has to say. Yes, uh, Daddy Mark, for those outside of WA, is a popular cult leader, also uh, leader of the state, uh, Mark McGowan, um, who who uh, has a little bit of a, a positive following uh, here in the state uh, and is commonly referred to by the nickname Daddy Mark. And it, it's not it's not just Georgia. I just want to throw that out yes, there. Just, no. It is. The it is. State a, recently although installed it a would one be party something system. that I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but but moving on from um, from Father Marcus, uh, Georgia, um, what what can you tell us about Space Jam in a um, in a sort of vague, non spoilery sort of way? What can people like Ryan who haven't seen this film expect? I mean, yeah, uh, basketball. The amazing Michael Jordan is our star basketball player, number twenty three for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, it's the one basketball fact that I can never forget. Um, yeah, so he joins the the Toon Squad, I think is the name of their thing. It's um I also have my Looney Tunes socks, my my, my Space Jam. You can't see them because the background, but I've got my Space Jam socks on, you know, just ready. Hmm. Um he joins the Toon Squad uh to help win the basketball game, um, which has some space themes, but yeah, mainly is just basketball meets Looney Tunes in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. More jam than um, space. Lots of- yeah, lots more jab than space probably. But, you know, fun little space aspects that I don't know how to talk about without spoiling anything. But, yeah, a uh, little mm. bit of space, lots of basketball and Looney Tunes, which are just like the great icons of the 90s. Yeah, and uh, I, I suppose before we, we jump into it, um, for, for both of you, um, the, the Looney Tunes, um, were, they, were they a big part, I suppose, of your growing up? Um, as as cartoon properties in terms of not just obviously Space Jam for you, Georgia, but other things that they were doing. Um, were they a big part of your lives? Yeah, I mean, oh. I my first pair of glasses had Bugs Bunny uh, on the little arm and like the bit, back bit, he was eating a carrot and the back bit was Bugs Bunny's foot. Uh, so I was a fan of Bugs Bunny from, that was like pre-primary, I got my first pair of glasses. So way back in the day and uh, like real big part of my elder brother's life, my eldest brother's life, especially he's got like a cartoon of Pepe Le Pew and the cat whose name I always forget um, on his arm to symbolize like him and his wife. Like it's real big. He had like the computer games, I think like a mini golf that was vaguely Looney Tunes themed computer Mm. game springs to mind. Just a lot of like subtle Looney Tunes like world in my life as a right child. and and for yourself Ryan uh yeah definitely subtle in the background but also like I distinctly remember really enjoying watching Looney Tunes but it was that thing where it wasn't like on Netflix or anything like that and as a kid you have no idea it's just you're just gifted from the heaven like rain when something is on tv <laughs> like in that sense like oh it's raining oh Oh, look, like Looney Tunes on. And it was like that kind of thing where um, I remember me and my brother very much enjoyed it. Um, but we didn't have uh, like a VHS or DVD or anything like that even um, 
of them. But mm. yeah, definitely enjoyed it as as kids in that sense. Didn't need glasses, so no opportunity, unfortunately. Just to... out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, shall we shall we go and watch uh, Space Jam at a respectful social distance from each other? <laughs> yes. Let's let's, let's sync up our Netflix <laughs> or oh. our streaming device. Yes. Uh, Brilliant. For those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services and everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We've got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Space Jam. And by we, I, of course, mean Georgia Smith. Hello. And Ryan Hunt. Oop, there it is. <laughs> so, Ryan, that was your first time watching Space Jam. What did you think? Um, look, it was, uh, it was fun and of its time. And... Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty harmless for the most part. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was, was it, it was it was not a hard watch. Okay, but so yeah. did you did you enjoy it though? I think that's kind of like the main thing. I did. Given, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be it would be unfair to say I didn't I didn't enjoy it. You know, it has its moments where you're like, uh, what? <laughs> um, or yeah, it's 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 totally its own thing, and it's pretty shameless about it, but. It's uh, as it should be, I think, if you're going to throw a, uh, one of the greatest athletes of all time in with uh, an infamous cartoon character and try and get a movie out of it. Mm. Um, Georgie, <laughs> you said that you um, revisit this one every five years or so. Um, so. So how was this this rewatching of Space Jam for you? It was good. It was fun to watch it knowing that, like, someone else is watching it for the first time <laughs> be like oh yeah <laughs> this film is wild if you didn't watch it also growing up like it just is so yeah. strange in so many places so yeah it was real fun there's there's a lot going on um in, in a relatively short runtime. um you, you know when you get to that 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 big <laughs> game it almost feels as though oh yeah so they'll do this big game and then there'll be another big game because that sort of feels like yeah. where we've, we've got to with our sort of uh, particularly children's entertainment, there's almost like a like a like a two big battle structure in a sense. And it was like, yeah. oh no, no, this is it. This is the big game. Um, <laughs> and it was, but it was good. I, I certainly don't want to criticize the film for being too short because I do feel as though they they wrung out as much as they could from this concept, um, which turns out mm. to be an 87 minute runtime, uh, which is absolutely fine. And the story is that um, in 1973, there's a young Michael Jordan who uh, wants to play basketball and then baseball and has this real clear sense of his career path through a 10 year old, which is really fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, we have an opening montage where we see Michael Jordan's basketball career up to that point. And um, Ryan, Ryan, do you like basketball? Are you a, are you a hoops fan? Uh, I follow a lot of sport. Uh, I can't claim that basketball is particularly one of them, to be honest. Okay. Um, ha- have an appreciation for it. Yeah, I merely, yeah, I'm not, I'm not um, 
a super avid watcher of American sport. Not that I've got anything against it, just haven't got into it. Maybe it's the time zone difference. It, it certainly yeah. would be a factor. What about yourself, Georgia? Are you a big basketball fan? I've watched so many of my brother's basketball games. Hmm. So I like understand it as a viewer of like basketball, but not like, and I watch a little bit of NBA. One of my housemates has gotten really into it recently, hmm. but neither of his teams made it into the finals. So it's not on as often now. Um, so I watch like it here and there, mm. but I'm not like a follower as such. I'm more okay. just like Daniel Smith's basketball career throughout the years. I've mm. kept an eye on. Oh yeah. Old D Smitty, uh, hitting them boots. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you can probably tell from my loose use of terminology, basketball is not in my uh, sporting wheelhouse either, but, um, <laughs> But, I, uh, you know, we, we all know who Michael Jordan is. We all know he's one of the two big MJs from the 90s, the other being, of course, Michael Jackson. Um, and <laughs> but, but he, um, I think they did a really good job of sort of establishing how significant a figure in basketball he was to, to the point where someone like me, who I, I know vaguely, he played basketball a lot um, and was very mm. good at it. Uh, I, I feel like they, the way they use that montage really framed him as this sort of like superhero type figure within the world yeah, of basketball. The figure of basketball at the time. Yeah. yeah, I think they do that really yeah. well. And I think it's really interesting that then he's not that in his baseball career. Um, and, and, you know, that's because he wasn't when he actually went and was a professional baseballer for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, those skills didn't translate. But I, I found it really quite interesting revisiting this that that Michael Jordan was so open to having a film made about being the best at one sport and just not good at all at this other sport that he really wanted to do. Um, it, mm. I, I don't know how it read for you guys. Yeah, it was like, it was fairly humble, like as in a, a portrayal. I suppose you don't need it when you already are like a bit of a demigod. Like mm. you don't need your credentials ratified by like a family movie. But mm. um, but yeah, like he was uh, like he was a bit of crap. And then and also even the basketball cut sequences, you know, it wasn't uh, like a him chopping up like embarrassed. He's just like he's a very good basketball and he knew it. Mm. <laughs> like, and everyone because everyone knows it. So, yeah, it was pretty honest. It's funny how it's like, it's not biographical, but it's not not bi <laughs> like uh, biographical. Yeah, they, they, they have weirdly tied yeah. it in to, to his return to basketball as well with the Bulls. And um, yeah, yeah it, it is pretty fascinating. Uh, Georgia, what about Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson, see, I've done it already. What about <laughs> Michael Jordan, the... Um, the thespian michael jordan as an actor in this film um <laughs> how was he i think go he's just like yeah this is me michael jordan the basketballer mm. saying mm. some words <laughs> like and only having to say them not having to portray a character not having to do anything other than be michael jordan mm. talking to some cartoons <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, mm. so i think he was like yeah i think it was pretty fun i think um I'm not sure if there are actually his kids in the film, but like knowing that he had young children mm -hmm. helps because they he would have just been like, yeah, I've just been given this chance to do this film where I play me mm -hmm. and like my kids watch Looney Tunes and they're going to be into this. Let me just give it a go. I, I, <laughs> I feel like it felt like a bit like his baseball career. Like, let me just give it a go. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. maybe not for me. I'll go back to playing basketball again. 
I can confirm that they uh, were not his kids or indeed his wife, but um, the kids at least all had the actual names of his three kids. Um, So like they were playing real people, but they weren't his actual kids because, you know, child actors are better than, I guess, children being in films. You know, this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah less exploitative i think i suppose yeah and, and also yeah, yeah it also they... means i guess keeps his kids privacies i guess yeah exactly um yeah yeah although the kids in this they were great like they're, they're a much smaller part of it than i remember but they, they were really good yeah and um it, it, but I, I think the thing that was quite interesting watching it this time for me was michael jordan is actually a slightly better actor than i think i originally gave him credit for when you compare him to mm every other basketballer who's acting in this film. Uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree, actually. Like, I have, when you watch any uh, non-actor kind of person, but in particular, sports people seem to be so rigid, mm. like, in any kind of that kind of in front of the camera or mm. even doing ads, you should buy this today. Like, no matter how, how much they sit, seem to try, it always seems like pure cardboard, but... He gets like he's relaxed at least. Like yeah. and yeah. there's not there's not total cringe. Yeah. Like there I, are for like moments of the other basketballers. Yeah, I think on the um the scale of um professional athletes going into the acting world, he's not he's not at Michael Michael Jordan's not at the top. He's not like Eric Cantona. No. Um <laughs> I, I'd say he's on a similar level as maybe or, or um, as maybe like a David Beckham, where they're, yeah. they're yeah. in films and they're like, yep, okay, that's you're clearly this person. You are clearly Michael Jordan or you are clearly David Beckham. Yeah. But you're okay. Like you're actually yeah. you're not you're not bad. <laughs> you, you you're doing this one thing, you're doing character. okay. Yeah. It's not like um Patrick Ewing in this, uh one or Charles Barkley, who um mm. were just wonderfully pants um as as actors but it but it worked for the film um yeah 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 and I really... they had no talent at the time they just also didn't have a- all of their acting talent also got sucked yeah. into that basketball yeah and look, it, <laughs> I like yeah it. i think it's i think it is a little unfair uh particularly because if, if the roles were rever- were reversed and me as someone who's worked as a professional actor was then made to play basketball in the nba <laughs> i would not do very well um yeah. so... could not fake it as well as he fakes being that yeah basically yeah. um so you know what Fair dues. But, but I really love the <laughs> fact that um, I think the film really accommodated them being themselves and being a little bit stilted and awkward at times. But there was a lot of like mm. really good stuff for them to play around with, like the um, the sequence where they're going for all their health checkups and stuff. And there's lots of like sight gags yeah. or one liners. And they're, 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 they were really, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really worked. So um, so I was pleased to see that. We, we haven't talked about the cartoon part of this film yet, though, so we should probably uh, address um, <laughs> that, that the plot of the film is there's some cartoon aliens because, weirdly, Earth has, like, real-world people, but then under the Earth is the Looney Tunes, but then in space is also cartoons, which is just a weird <laughs> dichotomy <laughs> that I don't really want to go into. <laughs> uh, but... But yeah, these these cartoon aliens uh, run a failing amusement park, and they decide to kidnap the Looney Tunes, and um, the, the they decide to play a game of basketball to to solve it, and that's the plot. That's that's all the plot that you need. That's that's it. That's it. Um, and you got a movie. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it was 
it was it was quite fun. And and Ryan, as as the first time viewer, um, how, how was it for you seeing the Looney Tunes in in this sort of environment? Uh, honestly, similar to Michael Jordan's performance, uh, a little better than I probably expected. Like met the bar. Um, mm. and like a little yeah a little higher it was integrate even the scenes it's probably easier to put a person into like the 2d world than it is mm. to put the 2d characters into the 3d world um in terms of like when they raid the house and stuff it's but still not bad like mm. it, um it was a fair fair whack and the fact that they openly say the 3d world you kind of brace for a bit of uh a bit, little teeth like some difficulties when they're um like visually, it just looks kind of whack. Uh, but most of it was pretty uh, pretty serviceable. Like, um, yeah, there were moments during the basketball games with more complex stuff and you can just imagine, like, I presume it's like a green screen and just Michael Jordan shooting hoops and then mm. the animators, like, furiously trying to, like, play defense um, and it's not always uh, super clean. But, yeah, for most of it, it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't ruin it for, uh, ruin the film. Mm. Uh, whereas I think it easily could have. Yeah. Um, Georgia, obviously, um, you've, you've had a little bit of, of time to prepare for what the visuals of this film are like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found returning to this film for the first time in a long time that the the integration of the 2D and 3D characters was really good until the 3D characters got too deified. Like um, when Michael Jordan gets sort of wrapped up into a basketball shape and bounced around. Ah, yes. and that like was very square. horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really scary. I really, <laughs> was like, oh God. I, I feel like it worked slightly better when um, Wayne Knight as Stan got flattened and then turned into a balloon. That that one kind of worked, but yeah, yeah. some of the some of the other, um, just, just Michael Jordan as a basketball. I'm, I'm really surprised I didn't have nightmares as a child about that because that was scary. Yeah, I was surprised that, like surprised me as much as it did. I like just like, could not remember that bit, and I'm like, why did I not? This mm. bit seems significant. Like it's a real image. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I didn't hold in my brain for longer. I, I think it's maybe we suppressed it because um, maybe <laughs> it's it's yeah it's a little scary. That's and, horrifying. Let's put that away. Yeah. Um. So you know we see all the characters. You know Bugs Bunny's being his his usual self, and uh, you know dicking around with everyone, basically messing around with the aliens when they first mm. turn up. Um, Daffy Duck's off doing you know Daffy Duck things, just being a bit a bit wacky. Um, you know they're all they're all sort of doing their shtick. Um, but this film I didn't realise until recently was the introduction of the Lola Bunny character, um, who I oh. thought had maybe been around a little bit before, but now this was this was her first appearance. Um, yeah. How how do we feel that Lola did uh, gelling with the rest of the tunes? I think you've got to have a love interest, you know, like in the 90s, <laughs> the mm. 90s, like children films, there was always a love mm. interest going on, whether it was between like children or cartoons, like there was always someone. And it was like just slightly less creepy than the like Pepe Le Pew and that. I always just forget the black and white cat's name, but it's just like a slightly less predatory love story. <laughs> so it fits nicer in the Space Jam like kid movie world yeah that there's just this like fun talented bunny that like also sort of stands up for herself Mm. like being like no don't call me doll I'm here to play some sport thank you 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, chop up. Yeah. 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 It's, I felt very uncomfortable watching scenes with Lola Bunny <laughs> in it because I was like, I was just sitting there going, we, we're very much sexualizing this cartoon rabbit and I don't like this. <laughs> like it was, it was like the, the whole being like Bugs being attracted to her and being a bit of a foil for Bugs. Like we've seen that in countless things. And I think that stuff worked quite well. But the fact that her identity was tied to her being like the only female cartoon character that wasn't granny um, made me realize, wow, the Looney Tunes is mm. very male dominated, um, yeah. even for like a cartoon world. At the very least, Disney at least just did copy and paste female versions of their characters with Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck. You don't even get that, but possibly because Bugs is into cross-dressing so much, they never really felt the need to, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, watching it and like the fact that her um introduction into the stadium is just full of like all the the old wolf whistling stereotypes from mm. those old cartoons made me go a silhouette that does not match her body yeah <laughs> i was like classic like. i was just i was just sitting there just going ooh, basically <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like lola herself as a character is fine and that sort of like very confident um not taking crap from anyone character was was really good and i think quite needed with with the Looney Tunes being as loony as they are. Um, but there was just aspects around, like how others acted around Lola that made me go, the, the, the Warner Brothers characters are just pigs, Even, except for Porky, <laughs> who is oddly the politest one and is a pig. But <laughs> yeah, it was it was just, I felt a little weird, Ryan. I don't know, as like a first time viewer, did it translate that weirdness come across for you? Uh, like, I think always, I can't remember what else, but anytime there's like a cartoon and it's kind of made like whenever cartoons are sexualized in that sense, it's a mm. little odd, especially, uh, yeah. I mean, they're like the kind of pseudo human, like, mm. like bipedal rabbit. Um, it's a little odd, but then as well, you're like, this is also an intergalactic basketball game. So your head's kind of doing other <laughs> math in the background as well. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's, there's a lot going on, but definitely, uh, it, yeah, it stank a little of the 90s, probably, mm. <laughs> where it wasn't quite like the 50s, 60s, as like bad as that can be, but mm. it, it wasn't quite as modern as it was. It was in the it was in the middle. It was progressing along. I think, um, yeah, you'd probably get a different introduction. Uh, in 2021. Well, I mean, that's an interesting point because we are getting a new Space Jam. We're getting Space Jam 2 with uh, LeBron James coming in as the uh, Michael <laughs> Jordan stand-in. Um, really? So, 20... so I, I suppose... I was going to say 25 years is enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they were like... They've been pushing for a Space Jam 2 for a long time. Originally, they wanted one with, with Michael Jordan, but they ended up not being able to agree to terms or whatever. Um, so, and then there's been constant talks ever since of like whoever the hot star basketballer of the time is doing uh, a Space Jam film. So, you know, like the, you know, people like, um, like LeBron James has been linked for ages, but, you know, other people like um, Kobe Bryant Kobe or other Bryant like big, past, big basketball yeah. stars were always like linked with like, you know, oh, is this going to be the, is this the star that's sure. going to get the Space Jam to work? Inheriting but, the throne of yeah. Space Jam. <laughs> but, uh, but it's LeBron is who we've got. Um, having just watched this film, Ryan, are you now uh, pumped up to maybe brave the cinemas if we're allowed and, and go watch Space Jam 2? Uh, um, you put me on the spot here. I think I would, to be honest. Mm. Like, 
which, yeah, I, be it just for the novelty uh, of going to watch, like, that kind of film. And I'd be interested to see, like we've been talking about, like, the integration. It's a bit bold. It was mm. definitely bold in the, I imagine, in 96, mm. like, uh, trying to do that. So it'd be even to see whether it, like, sinks or swims um, as... Like, because this is obviously held up over time, the fact they're doing second one. Mm. Um, but it would be, yeah, to see how athletes act uh, in the modern day, to see how <laughs> animation goes. Mm. Uh, yeah, I reckon I would go have a have a squeeze. Is it coming out this year? It's coming. Or? It's coming out um, in like the next couple of weeks. It's it's right around oh, the corner. So fresh. It's it's part of the reason yeah. we're doing this episode is uh, we're, uh, we're trying well, to stay relevant to the zeitgeist. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, it, it felt like a good time to revisit it as well as it being twenty five years old. Georgia Space Jam Two. I presume you're going to be there looking for Space Jam Two socks uh. to match your current Space Jam socks. I mean, I do just love Space Jam merch, but I am the the thing that worries me is that it's less from the images that I've seen so far, I'm yet to like fully watch the trailer, mm. uh, but the images that I've seen have not like 2D cartoon Looney Tunes. They're more like the like 3D, like animated, like what we're used to in the mm. current day animation, like a bit more like rounded and like soft looking. And yeah, that worries me a little because I quite like all of the jokes about the 2D, 3D world mm. in the in this original Space Jam, and I just don't know how I'm going to go with, like, quite good animation. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think I kind of like the jarriness of this one. Yeah, from, yeah. from what I've seen of the um, promotional materials for Space Jam 2 is when LeBron James goes into the cartoon world, he is a cartoon. So it's more like right. when you're in the 2D oh. world, you're 2D. When you're in the 3D oh. world, you're 3D. So I don't know what's happened in the 25 years to change the rules of travelling between these dimensions, <laughs> but something's happened. So, um, yeah. Did it. yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, in the end, uh, they win the game. Big shocker. Um, they they yeah. win the game thanks to uh, various interventions from uh, Wayne Knight doing his best to like spy on other people as Stan and, and give mm. them information and desperate to play uh, to Michael's special stuff. Um, Bugs Bunny using the power of placebo and implied doping to uh, get <laughs> get the team over the line, uh, and then perhaps the best thing in this film, uh, Bill Murray, so yeah, good. Quite possibly. <laughs> Who, uh, from from my pers- yeah, from my perspective, Georgia, Bill Murray is just acting in his own film. <laughs> he really is. He just even looks to the camera at the end and it's like, I'm retiring. <laughs> just straight down the barrel for a hot second. It's so yeah. good. It, it, is, it is amazing, but it just feels <laughs> so incredibly out of place. Like, it, it's, it, it, I mean, it honestly is. He is friends with the producer who co-directed this film. Like, he, that line where he says, you know, oh, the producer got me here is like literally how he got yeah. in the film. Um, <laughs> but it does, I'm glad they yeah. just... Tied off that plot hole as well because I was like, "How do you?" And then they're like, "Because." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, fair enough." <laughs> yeah, no, but, but I think Bill Murray has very much done well in creating a niche where he just plays himself in other film properties, um, such as such as Zombieland, which implies that Zombieland and Space Jam have, have a shared universe, um, <laughs> which uh, is is a little scary okay to think that. about. You're okay with that? Because I would I not so. want. I would not want a zombie-fied roadrunner running around after me, for starters. Like, just straight up. Maybe you could hide in the 2D world. (laughs) 
But possibly, yeah. It depends. I don't know if the zombie. But then viruses... Bill Murray would have done that, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have. He would have been pretending to be a zombie in the two D world. Just <laughs> <laughs> <was> wondering. <laughs> Uh, would you guys like some trivia about Space Jam? Please. Absolutely. Okay, all of this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. The first bit of trivia is that the concept for this movie originated from a series of highly popular live-action animated science fiction sports comedy Nike commercials for Air Jordan shoes, titled Hair Jordan and Aerospace <laughs> Jordan. Uh, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan faced off against Marvin the Martian and his alien henchmen in basketball to stop them from stealing Nike shoes. The, the 90s were a wild time. Yeah, I was like, that mm. is as reasonable as this movie and as, seems like a fair jumping off point <laughs> advertising campaign for Nike. Mm. Um, excitingly, the movie's original promotional website can still be found online exactly as it appeared in 1996. So uh, on my Zoom background at the moment is the title page of the Space Jam website. And uh, for for Ryan's benefit, I I visited it today just before we started recording and it it remains the same. So all of these little logos around the the central Space Jam logo, you can click on them all. It's 1996. It's a little time capsule. Yeah, it it is a little time capsule. And yeah, you can you can still go around and play around with all the Space Jam stuff you want. Um, And may they ever keep it the same. Please. We were really, I checked it. I was telling uh, these guys before we started recording that I also went on to the website a couple of weeks ago before I even knew that I was doing this podcast, just with friends at dinner, just because we could. And we had were really worried that it was going to be different because of the new release coming up, mm. but they have kept the OG as mm. it should be forevermore in 1996. Excellent. Um, when Stan comes into Michael's hotel room and says, Come on, Michael, it's game time. Slip on your Hanes, lace up your Nikes, take your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. Uh, All of those things are products that Michael Jordan had been a spokesman for around that time. Uh, Classic. Yeah, so so it is product placement, but it's like knowing product placement. Yeah, it's it's a little wink. Yeah. (laughs) It's Bill Murray looking down the camera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, To keep Michael Jordan happy while filming, Warner Brothers built him an actual basketball court on the set so he could use it whenever they were on break. You're filming a basketball movie and it's like, oh, man, all right, everyone take five. It's like, I'm going to go play some basketball. Yeah, look, he he loved playing basketball. And, you know, at the time this film was being made, he was coming back you know he was was getting ready to to return. So, you know, he he probably needed that, that game time. Yeah, I also love that they had to, they hadn't built one for the film because they, I didn't actually need a real (laughs) basketball stadium. Yeah, Yeah, it's all animated. Um, Noel Blank, who is Mel Blank's son, the original voice actor for most of the Looney Tunes, um, was originally booked to provide all of the regular Warner Brothers male cartoon characters' voices because, much like his father, he could do all of those voices. Um, uh, He and Warner Brothers couldn't agree on a contract, so the studio replaced Blanc with four other actors to do the 12 voices. Gee, so I don't know what it is. He in the must Blanc. have been asking for a big contract. Well, in fairness, he's like, I'm Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Foghorn Leghorn and Sylvester and, 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 yeah. and, and, you know, like he's, um, yeah. yeah. And it, you know, the fact is, the power of I, I, imagine, <laughs> I imagine the studio may have ended up paying more for, for the four voice actors, but 
part of me also goes, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he was asking for too much. Yeah. And they went, yeah. we, we can get four guys in for the same money. Let's just do that. I love instead. that one of them was Danny DeVito. <laughs> well, yeah. Danny, well, I, as the, I as just the, like saw his name through the credits be like, ah. Yeah, no, as the, uh, the big bad. Um, as, uh, yeah. What's his name? Schwackhammer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's uh, Danny DeVito, just always a welcome addition to any animated property. Um, yeah. Super. <laughs> Uh, back in the late 1980s, Disney Studios asked Warner Brothers if they could use some of the Looney Tune characters for Disney's film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit from 1988, the other big uh, late 20th century film with uh, live action and cartoon crossover. Warner mm. Brothers obliged and were in the belief that there was a reciprocal gentleman's agreement, uh, which there was, but under the old Disney management. Uh, Disney changed their management between Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Space Jam. Uh, and when Warner Brothers asked if they could use Mickey Mouse, uh, originally the plan was to have Mickey Mouse as the referee of the game instead of uh, Marvin the Martian. Um, but Disney's new management basically said no. They reneged on the agreement, uh, a move which... Uh, annoyed them, but didn't surprise Warner Brothers, which explains some of the not-so-subtle digs at Disney throughout the film. So good. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mickey Mouse uh, team, like, the, who would call their team the Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would name yeah. the team after the Ducks. Mm. Yeah, much enjoyed that. The final bit of trivia. Um, in an interview a couple of years after the film's release, uh, longtime Looney Tunes director Chuck Jones was quite critical of this film. Jones said it strayed too far from the source material, in particular saying that Bugs would never openly recruit others for his battles. It's a basketball game. That's like, it can't be Bugs by himself. That's that's against the, it's against the rules, as Martin would say. <laughs> Look in the rule book. Um, Jones further maintained that Bugs... Um, would have single-handedly dispatched the aliens in short order in that first exchange. Jones also took exception with some of the film's dialogue, feeling that the one-liners were inconsistent or inappropriate relating to the characters who said them. Um, I am very sorry that Chuck felt like that. I, I didn't particularly have a problem with it, even though it was... It wasn't quite the same as a Looney Tunes cartoon, but none of the Looney Tunes cartoons had professional NBA players in them. So it was always going to be a bit different. Yeah, I don't think there was nothing that jarring about it. And the characters are so, they're very flexible depending on the situations they're in as well. Mm. Like, as they're meant to be just like transported to different situations. So mm. this is just a new one, an intergalactic, interdimensional basketball game. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Uh, with all that uh, being said, it's time for us to score the film. Uh, so Ryan, you get to go first because it was your first time watching Space Jam. What score would you give Space Jam out of 10? Uh, look, I'm going to give it uh, six and a half new attractions at Moron Mountain out of 10. Okay. So you enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. I'd like, I, yeah, if I had a good time, to be honest, like better than I thought. Sometimes laughing at it, sometimes laughing with it, but yeah. That's, that's a really lovely way to sum it up. They should use that on any posters in the future. Laugh at it and laugh with it. Space Jam. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Georgia? Uh, I'm going to give it seven and a half talent-filled basketballs out of ten. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, I, for me, oh, look, I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. Um, and I, I do think there are issues 
with this film, um, just, just in general. Um, partly some stuff hasn't aged well, uh, both graphically and uh, socially. Uh, but um, I, 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 it's, a, it's a fun film. And I watched it, um, my, my wife, Dr. Ellen Sears, watched it with me here in our, in our self-isolation. And we had a good time watching along. And it turns out Ellen's of a similar disposition to you, Georgia. She was quoting along with this film and just having a great time. Um, and... It, it was an enjoyable experience, if not a particularly great film, but it's the highest grossing basketball movie of all time to date. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, maybe they're doing something that Air Bud couldn't manage. So uh, I'm going to say, uh, for me, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it six out of 10 because uh, it also has the Very best good. entry of any character so good just, just excellent yeah oh bill murray but yeah it, bill murray has, has basically lifted this from like a five and a half to a six he's he's superb and just well worth the watch um so that brings us to the end of our review of space jam uh, georgia and ryan thank you so much for joining me on this uh this socially distant episode of the cinema catch-up club thank you Thanks very much for having me. And for those of you listening at home, thank you so much for listening in. Um, the fun thing about lockdowns is we don't know how long it's going to last, but also um, it means that we have a lot of time to watch films. So the next couple of episodes might be like this. Maybe they might be in person. Who knows? But uh, for more information about how we're going to be uh, doing these going forward, uh, please go to our Facebook page. We'll post information and updates there. Uh, just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. We are also available to be subscribed to on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of those things. And um, we're, we also have a Patreon. And uh, we've, we've started doing a couple of little extra bits on the Patreon Um we released an episode and it's only for Patreon listeners. So you have to, you have to give at least a dollar a month to get this. We recast um, Mad Max Fury Road, but with Muppets um, from a couple of weeks ago. And it was, it was a lot of fun. So if you want to hear what our casting for that is, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast that's patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast for bonus goodies like that and more but that's all for this week so until next time that's all folks you have been listening to a thought jar productions podcast for more information please visit thoughtjarproductions.com